How do you honor God? By doing everything to the glory of God. Not just not sinning, not just, okay, you don't steal from people, but by making good shoes. If we're going to talk about you were a new creation, that means everything has to change. Why does God not just, you know, bring people to heaven immediately after being saved? It's because there's stuff to do here. There's a point to all of this. And if we're Christians, we do it better, or at least in theory. But if we really apply the standard that's set in scripture, then we know that no one is good because no one is God. We serve a storyteller. We serve a, a God who has a perfect plan, a sovereign will for every moment of history. It's not about going into the world to make artists. It's about going into the world to make disciples. This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Carly. And my name is Joshua. And we are here once more for a new episode of The Christian Artist. It has been quite a few moons. And uh, the time has come once more to uh, talk about honoring Christ through creativity. And uh, I'm excited because uh, this episode got pushed off because of various craziness. Um, we were planning on doing this in June. It didn't happen. We're doing it now. So I'm excited. Uh, Josh, before we get started here, who are you? What's your deal? Uh, what's my about, deal? Tell the listeners about yourself. <laughs> Well, I am a pastor in Springfield, Missouri. Cool. Uh, here, been at my church since 2015. Um, 2017 was when I became a pastor there. It's about three years now. Uh, my wife, Brittany, uh, we've been married since 2016. And we got two boys to show for it so far. So, cool. Elias and Bryn Moore. And that's pretty much my life. So, Awesome. Uh, that's my deal. Cool. So uh, why did you pitch this episode topic? Well, yeah, the topic is Christian architecture. Um, and why I want to do this topic was because I think it's a very important topic. And a lot of people don't think that it's important. Um, what, I, what I mean is I think our architecture specifically our church buildings are a very important thing that people don't think is important, especially the modern person, especially my, our generation. And so that makes it even more important because people don't think it's important. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Sure. So when you say Christian architecture, what are you referring to? Primarily in my mind, I'm talking about church buildings and yeah. how, those are built and structured and just the fact of having them. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of things that could flow out from that in terms of the architecture of a city when the churches of a city or a town are beautiful and done right. I think things will flow out from that and the rest of the city will follow suit as the church there transforms that city. But Primarily starting with the church buildings themselves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is what I yeah, yeah. talked about. Yeah. So uh, we're basing this kind of conversation off of uh, an article that you wrote um, called uh, For Christian Architecture. And it's, it's pretty short. Um, I'll put put it in the, uh, the chat here if anyone wants to take a look at it. Um, but uh, though it may be short, it is very good and uh, has lots of insights. 
Um, one of the things that you mainly mentioned is that, you know, this, this has less to do with, um, I'm trying to remember, I, I know what it has more to do with, but I'm trying to think of what it has had less <laughs> to do with. Um, it has more to do with, um, legacy than, than anything else, right? The longe longevity of the church, the, the idea of looking forward rather than being stuck in the present or looking back, um, mm -hmm. specifically with modern architecture being the way that it is. One of the things you point out in the article is that, um, you know, these beautiful church buildings, um, they aren't necessarily in style right now. Um, you know, people would rather have utilitarian um buildings and and in a lot of you know pushback on i think on the idea of building beautiful buildings is that it's just not as practical um and we're a, a, a fiercely pragmatic people in america so um uh, that's that's our our number one driving factor but uh yeah i mean give us a, a vision here of what christian architecture can and should be well you look at the cathedrals in Europe are some of the greatest examples of this. Mm -hmm. They were built in the Middle Ages at various periods of time, early or late, and they were built over a period of various ones, you know, tens of years to over a hundred years for some of them, you know, or more. And in order to do something like that, they had to have, like you mentioned, a long-term vision yeah. Um, for the church and their society and community and their families. And I think that's something that's lost, um, just that vision in general. And because we've lost kind of that long-term vision, our buildings are reflected by the loss of that vision. Yeah. Because one of the things in, in kind of mainstream evangelicalism that I experienced growing up was you have people in church and their kids, they have several kids and then they grow up and the kids go off to their own churches. They do their own things. Maybe, you know, even in the same town, they just go to their own churches and their kids grow up and they go to their own. It's like, there's no continuity of generations being uh, invested yeah. in one church congregation for more than generation. Mm -hmm. I think that's unfortunate. Um, but that would be one reason why we can't have nice buildings. <laughs> or <you> can't have <laughs> nice... yeah. um, so that's, it, it starts with regaining kind of that long-term Christian vision that yeah. the early ages had. Um, because if you don't have that, then it doesn't matter if you think what you think about beautiful buildings, there'll be no one there left to inhabit them. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's where it starts. Yeah, I mean, so so I guess the question then is, how did we lose that? Um, and, you know, Josh or Carly or whoever, you know. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know what your eschatology is, but we obviously have talked about all the time that we're post-mill. And too, yeah. Okay, yeah, Josh is post cool. <laughs> so, I mean, we see all the time, like, Christians not putting enough stock in, like, the physical here and now because they don't think it's, like, they don't think there's any value in it because, oh, we're going to be taken away, like, literally any second, any time now. And, you know, they there's just a general way too Gnostic view of, like, the physical world does not matter. Like, yeah. which, like, obviously, 
I don't think Christians, the majority of Christians would say the physical world doesn't matter, but I don't think we put enough weight on it. it. Yeah, Yeah, they Mm -hmm. act like it. Um, And so seeing how that would affect our architecture, I mean, is pretty stark because you just see, you see churches that don't believe that um, what Christ said about the end is exactly what he meant or what he meant is what he said or I'm mixing my words, but um, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they don't put so much stock in like not only like building pretty churches, but also, you know, maintaining the ones that we do still have. And, um, you know, like you said, the longevity of having families, like several generations of families in one church, like we don't put as much stock in that because we don't think that there's really that much importance to it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, ultimately, right, in a particular and, and popular eschatological view, um, church is really just, you know, a, a purgatory state. It's a temporary uh, meeting place. It's a temporary meeting place yeah. so that we can get to the real good stuff, and that's going into the spiritual dimension, right? <laughs> well, you'll hear it, the, the, the popular saying, you know, is, this world is not my home, I'm just passing yeah. through. Yeah, and sure, there's a sense <laughs> in which our time here is short, mm-hmm. um, but the phrase that that saying I think brings a whole host of kind of like what you were saying a moment ago, Carly, with the eschatology and the kind of accidental Gnosticism or unintentional Gnosticism of saying, well, since uh, since we're not going to be here, but eighty, a hundred years, the most. It doesn't matter, but we're not thinking about our our generations after us, that our children, our grandchildren, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, like like the things you were saying. So I think that was that that really I think was the perfect answer um, is kind of that the loss of that historic eschatology and the. Uh, the lessening of the physical aspect of things. There you go. I guess we can just call the episode <laughs> there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that you mentioned in the article was that um, probably people's biggest pushback on this idea of like having beautiful church buildings would be like, but but wait a second, like what about the churches in you know China and all these places that are you know underground, and what about churches that are meeting in hostile countries? Like are you saying that they need to build beautiful, like how pretentious is that? Um, but I love the the way that and I don't know, you didn't necessarily say it in your article, but that's kind of like the 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 vibe there, I'm sure uh, from some people. Um, it's like we don't have the leisure of having beautiful church buildings because we're in a we're in a war here, right? You know, sort of thing. But then you had a, a a really good point of talking about the stages of war, um, right? Like, what 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 does it mean to be part of the conquering army of Christ? Well, we got to remember that the conquering army of Christ is currently conquering, and what what happens when you conquer a place? It is now conquered, right? And it can go away from being conquered to back to being like in rebellion, but there is a legitimate um, aspect of Christianity's influence and, and push into the world where uh, a nation becomes Christianized. And uh, that doesn't mean that everyone in it is a Christian, but it means we, we're in a different stage of the war, right? Um, and, I, and you had some beautiful 
um, words in there about that particular idea, the the idea of um, let me let me find it. Um, oh, yeah, one of right, the um, one of the quotes yeah. that I took note of was the physical is often a good indicator of how the war is going, how the war is going. Yeah. Um, just because you know, I mean, just Christians in you know modern day America right now would you know not place that much importance on the physical in general, especially not architecture. Um, but if we, if we make those things important because making those things important glorifies God, then that's a good indicator of where the Christian faith is in America. But we're not really seeing that that much today. We're seeing people neglect that and thinking that that's too small a task to glorify God, that there are, you know, we need to just strictly do evangelism and not focus on, you know, the artisticness of this building. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, what, what you guys are saying there is an important point too, is different parts of the world, different nations, even different regions of our nation are all in different places in stages in this war. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the, uh, we're, we're not expecting the underground church in China to be building cathedrals. Um, you know, and even really in, a, you know, like certain places of America, uh, really almost all of America at this point, but uh, certain places, we're kind of, we're now kind of being de-Christianized so that we're not really in a, a, a cathedral building stage. We're in a stage where we have a lot of evangelism to do, a lot of discipleship to do. Mm-hmm. And it is important to, I think, because uh, people will uh, often balk at it. So it's important to get the order of things right. Yeah. Um, as as we mentioned, mm-hmm. that um, the buildings are a reflection. Architecture in general of any society is a, is a reflection of that society in some way. And mm-hmm. so our buildings, whether we have them out in the open, um, what they look like when they're out in the open is a reflection of where we're at in the war and then the spiritual kind of condition and thinking of that people, you know, cause we have, you know, there's churches that meet in, uh, they build their own. So they have money to do. It's not like they're doing it out of necessity because obviously some churches have no money. And so they meet in another building they rent or something like my church does. And, but churches that have money, you see now they build buildings and they're just these really ugly metal, looks like a shopping mm-hmm. mall. And it's like, wow, that that's a reflection on the way they're thinking about uh, beauty yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. those types of things. I mean, so, yeah, it's all about practicality and pragmatism, right? Like the seeker, it's, it's so, a very non-denominational seeker sensitive yeah. mindset of a church. Um, yeah. But so one of the things that I, when I was talking earlier about like the, this conquering uh you know idea of, of christianity and what what happens when you go from a transition from from conquering to conquered uh in a in a particular region you're part of the article that says you know um uh when the heathen lands become christian lands what are they to do keep meeting in secret no come out and worship in the light build godly christian culture which architecture is an important part and fruit of let all the tourists know now that this uh, uh, let all the tourists 
I think I had a typo in there. I, I think I, there's I, a typo <laughs> there. But it's let all the tourists know this is Christ's land and don't let the residents forget it. All the senses mm-hmm. belong to Christ. All of them are to be used for him. Taste, touch, smell, sight, sound. The architecture touches on quite a few of those. Um, and I think that was just such a good way of putting it um, is that we are tasked to be salt and light. We are tasked to uh, be warriors and ambassadors and, and you know all these other metaphors and analogies you can point to in scripture. Um, but I think one that we very much neglect is this aspect of uh, being this, you know, being having the ministry of reconciliation that is ours and in the sense of which that is not just personal reconciliation, but cosmic re- reconciliation, right? Like th- Christ through us is putting every enemy under his feet. He is um, conquering the world. He is making all things new, reconciling all things to himself. And we are a part of that. And so when we have a, a situation in which a, a nation becomes more Christian, um, part of being a Christian is to, I mean, that's the whole purpose of this show, right? Is honoring Christ through creativity is pointing out, I mean, Doug Wilson's podcast for this is all of Christ for all of life, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's saying that he has, um, and that's kind of the, the idea here, right? Is, um, the, all of these things, all of these aspects of our world are important and have Christian, um, aspects of not aspects but christian responsibilities to redeem them um and architecture is one of those uh what was i going to say the oh oh uh grand admiral uno or chad in chat um was saying earlier and this is probably a good way to transition into kind of talking a little bit more about this but he was like the thing that i think about when someone mentions like cathedrals is like i think about the cost you know, because he's like, we don't have an, even have our own building. When I'm thinking about fancy churches, I always think they're wasting money, right? So, Josh, would you talk about like what what's the kind of reasoning here? Um, if we're, I mean, we touched on some of it, but like if we're Christians and we want to glorify God in every area of life, how can we justify spending a bunch of money to build a fancy building? Well, you, it's not necessarily about fancy; it's about beauty. And yeah. so there are very ways, there, there are many ways to make something beautiful mm-hmm. without um, being irresponsible financially. And yeah. I would certainly say you don't violate biblical principles of, of wise monetary stewardship of yeah. church funds in order to make a church building. But what it does mean is that um, if you have this goal and vision to make a beautiful church building, it might mean that you never get to see it. Um, it might mean that it's going to be your grandkids will be the first ones to enter that building because it may be that you don't have the money all at once. And it takes years and years of saving to do that as a church of maybe doing a little bit at a time, however you want to go about that without, cause I, I certainly, I, I don't like, and don't think it's right when churches will go into a million dollars of debt or yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars of debt to build these big, big buildings. Yeah. But again, it goes back to kind of this idea of long-term vision for your, your, your generations and for the community. So, um, yeah, saving, doing a bit as you go. Cause again, going back to like the cathedrals, they were built over, 
tens to a hundred or more years. Yeah. Um, and we want our buildings built by next, next summer. And, yep. you know, that affects the financing. Mm-hmm. And I would also add to that too, is um, even though, uh, so there are um, less expensive ways to, to make beautiful buildings, but it also still doesn't mean it's not inexpensive because, but I would say that um, beauty is worth paying for. I think it's, it's more valuable than I think we can, we often will put on it. it, it yeah. You know, there's something, uh, you know, beauty is one of the transcendentals and that is worth paying extra for and saving up for a long time and having that vision for, um, because of all the things that beauty can do for you and for the, uh, and for the community and the church that, uh, ugliness doesn't do. Um, yeah. in fact, uh, if I can keep rambling here for a minute, yeah, I was just, uh, uh, there's a really good documentary. Um, there's a few disturbing images in it, but it's by the late uh, Roger Scruton called Why Beauty Matters. And he just talks about how modern art, and he has brief mention of architecture as well, and that's part of it. It's, it's so ugly. And you'll notice that um, all of the abandoned buildings in any city you go to are... Uh, buildings, modern, they're modern buildings that were abandoned and they're so ugly. And there's a lot older buildings that are beautiful. They were made before the modern era and people are still using them, repurposing them. And um, I think the point is, is that whether we want to admit it or not, as human beings, we need beauty and um, we will we'd rather be in a beautiful building than not. Um, and we see that with uh, a lot of downtowns are that way, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of rambling at this point, but you, you get my drift. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of the things that comes to mind for me, so I've been talking or not talking about like thinking and reading a lot about, um, I don't know. It's probably like Michael Foster and Brian, Suave or Suave? I still don't suave. know how to pronounce it. It's not suave? Okay. Yeah. I, I, don't I know, know it's, yeah, I know it's not Suave, but I always say oh, yeah. Suave. Okay. <laughs> it's, cool. It would be really cool if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> um, but they, they talk about the idea of like pro- productive households a lot um, mm-hmm. on Twitter. And so I've been thinking a lot recently about like land and productivity and fruitfulness in that respect and stuff, right? Like, and I think that kind of goes right into this whole idea of, um, you know, Christian stewardship of resources. But one of the, I think the main hurdles in our current like American context is the fact is, is like government overreach uh, and, and the way that they kind of own all property um, because <laughs> of property taxes and stuff. Right. So that's one of the things that comes to mind too for me is, you know, it seems like a, a, a direct, you know, detriment to this uh, this vision and idea of beautiful Christian architecture uh, that the government kind of has. And, and, and then you have building codes and stuff like that, too, mm-hmm. right? Like city code and whatnot. Like the, all of that stuff pro- like feeds into this kind of this negative um, 
negative value of or, or you know it, it, it takes away from the hope and vision of doing beautiful christian architecture uh so that's like another hurdle that you have to get over to to kind of get to the other side um yeah of this um, idea. and to that i would say we we sh i want to build buildings that will outlast outlast the government <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. one day this nation state will not mm -hmm. be the same nation state anymore and so the land will still be here. Hopefully some of the buildings would still be there, <laughs> but uh, that, that would be how you overlook, overcome that is knowing yeah. those nation states that are overreaching, they in fact will not last. When we know the church yeah. will last, yeah. they, not church buildings per se, but the church will still be, be around mm -hmm. when the particular nation yeah. state won't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a good point. Carl, do you have any other thoughts on this? I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. um, Go ahead. One thing that I think about mm -hmm. often when it comes to uh, just the significance of having distinguishable church buildings in a community as opposed to meeting in a strip mall or a coffee shop or wherever, is people that are not Christians, they, they can't escape those buildings in their community. They're going to drive by them every day or however often. They're going to be reminded visually that of, of the divine, of the reality of God, and whatever they may know about church. And even if... This is why building buildings to last with beauty is important, because even if the congregation itself uh, apostatizes, goes crazy liberal, the, the people on the outside don't necessarily know that. They're still driving by seeing a beautiful mm -hmm. In fact, in my town, um, almost all of there's several really beautiful church buildings and they're they're almost all just completely apostatized apostatized mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i just drive by saying man it's a beautiful building god please remove those people from the building yeah give it to your people again uh yeah. but I, I think, i've uh, i've definitely prayed that exact prayer <laughs> myself so, <laughs> a few times but uh one more uh anecdote on this of so this was several months ago now but if you remember uh when there was some of the riots going on in front of the white house they vandalized the St. Peter's Church right across the street mm -hmm. from the White House, which one of the oldest churches in the United States that I think every president since Madison has sat in for a service or something. And it's completely liberalized. They've, they're not Christians at all, but it's a beautiful church building. And so it was vandalized. And if you saw, of course, Trump and his antics, he, he goes out there and that's where he holds up the Bible uh, really funny looking in front of the church building. And while that's kind of silly and we can recognize that there was something there that Trump recognized. He was, um, whether it was just a signal to his fan base, whatever he, he was showing his defense of Christians of churches, even though that was not a real church, but the building symbolized something more transcendental than the 
uh, dirty sewage theology going on in there. And so um, the buildings remain a testimony, um, even if the congregation itself is way off the way off the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, this is a pretty straightforward topic, so I don't really have a whole lot else uh, to add. I'm kind of like scanning through the article right now. See if there's anything else that jumps out at me. Let me uh, let me add another thought here. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things my my wife and I talk about when when it comes to raising our boys is that we 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 say that we want to raise boys who will build cathedrals again, mm. um, and not that we want them to literally build cathedrals. Obviously, it'd be cool if they did, mm -hmm. but that's not what <laughs> we mean. When we say that, but there's something about the character or the makeup of the type of person, the type of man, the type of church community that built those cathedrals that I want to regain in, in our children. Um, and several of those things we've mentioned is that, you know, if, if so our goals, if we want to create the type of boys that build cathedrals, that means we want them to be um, boys, men, with a long-term vision with um, skills and ability and strong shoulders and a strong back and also with a a love uh, and an appreciation for beauty and uh, if we can instill those things in our boys um, and if the church can do that um, and and I I think we'll be in good shape and I, I think I think there's a new generation rising that's doing that. Trying to do that anyway. Yeah. I would certainly like to be, and Carly and I would certainly yeah. like to be part of the, mm -hmm. the parental push to, to raise those kids too. So that would be cool. Cause you know, one of the things about like some of those old cathedrals like Notre Dame, there are certain aspects of those buildings that we don't even know how to build anymore. Mm. <laughs> the way that they <laughs> built it. <laughs> We've literally lost that skill and uh, knowledge. Mm. And so people often will, the, 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 the modernists who are presentist will often look back and criticize the medieval ages, like the dark ages and these really dumb people. And we're so progressive and modern. But these guys were incredibly intelligent. Uh, they 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 built these beautiful buildings that we could only dream of. And so, uh, raising boys to be men who are intelligent that way, that can maybe regain that skill and knowledge, would be uh, an incredible thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool stuff. Well, I don't know. I think that might be it. It's one of the shortest episodes ever, but uh, we may have exhausted the topic. Um, I'll say one more yeah. thing. If I just... <laughs> yeah. No, no. If you got more yeah. stuff to say, I just don't have yeah. any uh, particular so, thoughts myself. So. so I think a lot of people around my age, our age, um, how old are you? I think... Am I a few years older? Than I'm 25. So. Okay, I'm a couple years older than you. Close to our age. 
they, you know, they think it's, um, you know, why build buildings? Kind of like we mentioned earlier, different reasons. Yeah. Um, and, and, and one of the things is we as human beings are inherently religious. And because we are inherently religious, part of religion is building your place of worship. And so wherever you go in the world, the architecture, the religious buildings are going to be there. You know, you go to the Middle East, you're going to see mosques. Um, you go to parts of Asia, you're going to see Buddhist temples, uh, you know, and you go down the street in the Midwest, you're going to see churches. And so um, because people are inherently religious, we are going to build our places of worship. And I think that's appropriate and right. And so why all of a sudden is there a new generation that wants to, you know, meet in the mall or a school? Obviously, as we mentioned, there could be reasons for a specific congregation to do that while they're saving money or whatever. Uh, but just that to be the goal and the idea without a, out a desire for a beautiful building, uh, I think is kind of straying away from the way humans have always operated. Uh, in any society mm -hmm. at any point in history. And in fact, there's, there's, you know, I live in, 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 in Springfield is, I think at one point a few years ago, there's a study and it was like the most churched city in the nation, <laughs> which means probably in the world. I don't know. Wow. Uh, and yet uh, it's not like this Christian town. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and even in the most church city, uh, there's there's actually a Buddhist temple here in our town, and when I just I just hate it when I drive by. I just pray that God would uh, convert all the Buddhists to Christians and they tear down mm -hmm. their building. Like uh, we need some some good Josiah King Josiah energy yeah. to tear yeah. down the high places, sure. and that's going to happen one day in the Middle East, in Asia, in China, and. Uh, I'm looking forward to that day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For sure. Well, that's a good note. It's a good note to end on. I think it's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is... Uh, that's the sort of stuff that I'm, like, thinking a lot about right now. It's just that entire, like, um, vision of life. So, you've inspired me more. So that's cool. Well, I can help. And, you know, I just keep having ideas pop into my head. Just Go ahead. Whatever you want. Mm -hmm. The other aspect of our church buildings and architecture is we want to, when we set up our buildings, we want to set it up um, with these purposes and transcendentals in mind. Because, you know, even if you have a really nice state-of-the-art church building today, you walk in and it's a light show and it's screens everywhere and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just immediately takes away any of the, the transcendental beauty that could have been there. And so one of the things you'll notice about um, uh, certain styles of church buildings i'm not an expert in architecture i'm just thinking principally but uh, one thing i love about we rent another church's building our church does 
And so we are in a church building. But one thing I like about our church building and a lot of some of those buildings is there's a lot of windows in the sanctuary. And the windows, especially, you know, back when, you know, people were making stained glass windows and stuff, it was, there's a purpose, a transcendental uh divine reminder purpose of having a sanctuary of windows because you're allowing the light of the sun to come in, which in itself is a bit of mm-hmm. symbolism, mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of imagery. The light of the sun is coming in. And if you have stained glass, you know, it's reflecting a biblical scene, uh, you know, something, or even just the light itself through a clear window um, says something more about what you're there to do and the transcendence of what you're there to do instead of a bunch of screens and lights and uh and kind of an electric show you know um because the building itself you're allowing it to connect with the world with the sun with the things that god made shining into your worship mm-hmm. um and so just thinking about how then do we make a sanctuary in such a way that it's made for the purpose of worship because a lot of modern buildings are made for the purpose of a show on a stage or a concert mm-hmm. on a stage. And so it's yeah. made with that sort of acoustics in mind, that sort of technology mm-hmm. in mind. But how would we build buildings if we built them with the purpose of thinking about, all right, how can this best fit a corporate worship of, of God, of the triune God? And there's a lot of different things that go into that, but that's just kind of the principal idea that I think we should be thinking about when it comes to our sanctuaries. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to build a church now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, my friend, my roommate and and friend Thomas uh, wants to be a pastor at some point. So I'll have to just, (laughs) <laughs> I'll have to send him this send him this episode and then be like, all right, Thomas, we gotta we gotta figure this out. We gotta make sure we do this. Yeah. <laughs> um that'd be cool. Carly, you have any other thoughts? Okay. Usually we go a lot longer than this. Um but I, I guess it's just my fault. I don't know. I, I just don't have a whole lot else to, to add. Um, you had some really good stuff and I have nothing else to say. Well, that's all right. I've got yeah. kids that probably won't go to bed till I tell them good night. So it's very true. It's, it's yeah. providential. And uh, yeah, there you, go. there you go. Don't need to say more than we have good to say. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, that was really great. I'm, I'm really glad we got to have you on and, and talk through this. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and, and call it there. Uh, you can find this on uh, at Christ underscore art underscore show on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian artist show and their website at Christian artist show.com. Josh, where can they find you if you actually want your information out there? Well, yeah, if you want to find me, Twitter at Josh Jenkins 116. Uh, That's the only place I'll give you. Definitely a, a quality follow there. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I appreciate it. Take out, take out, you, well. you on, on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. At Caleb and powers on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're doing a Thursday stream. Uh, I think we're doing a one shot of one sort or another. Um, but I think, oh, uh, we are recording an, an episode of disagree with me tomorrow, 
which is fun with uh, me and Angel. And it's it's my friend Angel. Uh, he's going to be arguing with uh, the whole idea of the podcast as we he he argues with people uh, in a, a cordial way. Uh, and he's going to be arguing with, arguing with a person that I know through the internet. Uh, they just kind of got connected um, about mask mandates. Uh, so. Obviously, Angel does not think the government should mandate masks be worn, and uh, my my acquaintance does think that the government should mandate the masks be worn. So this should be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to to releasing it and stuff. So uh, that's it for me, Carly. What's going on with you? you? Got anything? Just moved to Moscow two days ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're in uh, Moscow now. I'm in the other room. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah that was fun life is cool life is weird like yeah. it's very different right now mm-hmm. <laughs> so the christian artist remains and will continue all right thanks for coming on josh uh pleasure to have you and uh well i appreciate it thanks for having me and mm-hmm. congratulations to you too thank uh, you thank you very much <laughs> and yeah. uh, i know the twitter world is very happy to see it <laughs> yes you yes. love to see it mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's it. Have a good week, guys. Peace, peace.